1: Tom Bernard Show with
0: co-host Catherine Brandt,
1: Mike Blinnon, Andy Bernard, Tommy Pittman.
0: Tommy Pittman,
1: we'll be right back. Wow, like picking on you—that's phenomenal. I
0: know it's so fun. We'll be right
1: back, Tom Bernard Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom here for Walzer, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram in Hopkins. You're invited to a new vehicle show Tuesday, May 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. They are launching the new 2019 Ram truck. This is the most widely anticipated launch in Ram history. If trucks aren't your thing, you might want to check out the city's largest inventory of Jeep Wranglers. There will be food and refreshments and giveaways. This is a low-pressure, fun evening, and with Walzer's upfront pricing and lifetime powertrain warranty, they can make the buying process fun as well. Everyone who attends will automatically receive a coupon worth $500 towards the purchase of a new Ram or Wrangler when you stop in, ask for Campbell Walzer and tell him I sent you. Though I love to tease him because he's Paul's son. He is a great guy, though. Ah, and has always taken good care of us. Put it on your calendars, Tuesday, May 1st, from 6 to 9, at Walzer Chrysler in Hopkins. We are back in the Tom Bernard Show. You know, I just looked at the list. Like, Jonathan Kane from Journey is going to be on. Jonathan's a great guy. Tim Lammers, of course, on today. Kostaki Economopoulos to talk about what a suck draft the Vikings had. <laughs> and Leonard Mlodin, I think is how you say it. Mlodin, I think is how you say it. It's now. I think.
0: I think that sounds right.
1: Where is it? Oh, Mlodinow? now.: <laughs> It could be now. Uh, it's an L. I know, but sometimes it's pronounced with yeh. We'll find out. Let
0: me hear it, yeah.
1: But there's one problem that we have with the uh, with the list. On Wednesday it says that we have uh, Doctor Regina, which is great. John Carn, which is John great. John Cameron. It's not that John. Well, oh, John Cameron. Oh, I, I like John Cameron. Yeah, okay, he, he'll no, be good. Uh, John Cameron, L.A. Nick, but there's no mention of Doug Sprentall. Mm. He'll be very upset when he hears. You know what I'm saying? No, oh, oh, Burt Ward's going to be back. Burt Ward's a good guy. In any case, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, little information, everything you'll possibly ever need in life. There's no question. Um, Tevin Pittman. Yep. When you worked at the uh, House of Comedy, mm-hmm. did you ever book um, Michelle Wolf? Uh, no. Not she either. was always at Acme.
3: Yeah, we had her on like three years ago. Yeah,
1: she's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, seriously, last, she was here la- yeah. in last year, and then she refused to come in last yep. year. Uh, when she was at the radio station, she was a massive pain in the ass. So I am not surprised. I, pretty much everybody's panning her performance at the White House
0: Congressional uh, yeah.
1: Dinner or whatever the hell, or Correspondence yeah. Dinner or whatever. I've never watched one of those. No. It's not my kind of deal to watch a Correspondence Dinner, White House Correspondence. I couldn't care less about that stuff. And I don't understand why they have a comedian... I don't either. In the first place. It's kind of weird. And you never hear, the only time you hear about
4: the comedians that, that perform there is when something controversial happens. And
1: You mean like when Larry yeah. Wilbur <laughs> called uh, right. Obama the big end? Yeah. And his career ended that day? Yep. I mean, they shouldn't have ended his career that day. I, I, look, he was just trying to be, you know, like brother to brother. Right. Talking it out like... Talking like a
5: homie, Yeah, I thought it was, it was cool. I liked it. It was like I,
3: seven or eight years ago. Seth Meyers said that Donald Trump was going to be president.
5: He did. I yep. remember that. <laughs> uh, so did um, Vince Flynn. So did Vince Flynn. Yep. I uh, Five takeaways is, on Michelle Wolf's hugely controversial speech. Yeah,
1: let's 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 do the takeaways here. And, and again, I didn't watch it. I don't watch. I don't care if Johnny Carson did it. I didn't watch it. I don't know if he ever did do it. But, uh, yeah, give me the five takeaways. That's what I want to... Trump slams filthy community. No, I don't want to do the Trump part of it. He slams everybody, this so... This article's way too long. Oh, it's, it's really long? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I wonder if there's a less crappy one. Miley Cyrus issued an apology in 2008,
5: and now she's taking it back. She's taking back her apology ten years later. What'd she apologize for? She got a new manager, I think. Oh, she she's, did. Her behavior is suddenly very different from how it used to be. But she's oh.
3: ap- her not apologizing for her. I think it was a nude photo.
5: Oh, was that what like it was? Ten years ago. How old was she ten years? Oh, she was only
0: 15. 15.
5: Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Oh, well um, she had a blanket on. She
0: wasn't
3: like actually
1: (laughs) so I don't want to see a fifteen year old naked under a blanket even.
5: Well still, it's
1: different in the eyes of the law. It started out as what Billboard deems a trip down memory lane on Sunday as Miley Cyrus posted pictures of herself as a kid on Twitter, but by late afternoon a more defiant tweet had emerged, referencing something from a decade earlier. Cyrus posted a picture of a two thousand eight New York Post cover with the headline, Miley Shame a slam on the then 15-year-old Cyrus for a photo of her that had recently appeared in Vanity Fair. Cyrus had apologized for appearing in the picture for VF. This is we I just call it VF. Yeah. Not Vanity Fair. No. I just go with VF. The kids are calling it. Exactly. All the all the kids and the dudes I lo- who who uh, that was uh Billy Crystal he used to do that with Sammy Davis didn't he? I was tracking on the kids and the dudes and it was <laughs> like okay. Shot by, oh, it was shot by Annie Leibovitz, who's a big shot uh, photographer, in which she appeared to be nude except for a blanket wrapped around her body. Seeing the photographs and reading the story, I feel so embarrassed, Cyrus said at the time, adding she'd initially thought the photo shoot was artistic. Her message in 2018 lacked such embarrassment. I'm not sorry, F you, hashtag 10 years ago. Only mm-hmm. it doesn't say F you, it says the whole word. Fox News notes that when she, uh, when the hit scandal hit, Vanity Fair defended the picture of Hannah Montana star, noting her parents had been on the set during the entire... See, here's the deal. If Catherine calls hey, Alex uh, is 28 years old now and she's on the set, she's nude except for a blanket wrapped around her, come on over, I'd be, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, she's 28, nope, I don't want to see my daughter naked. Uh,
5: even through a sheet. Oh, well, isn't her dad kind of not a great person? She, is, her dad's a pig. Yeah, so... No doubt about it. Um,
1: Her parents had been on the set during the entire shoot and that the photo was a beautiful and natural portrait. Levovitz also called it a simple classic portrait and said she discussed her plan beforehand with Cyrus after checking out fashion photos together. Though she did apologize if the photo had been misinterpreted, the Disney Channel, which had aired the hit show, took a much harsher view. Unfortunately, a situation was created to deliberately manipulate a 15-year-old in order to sell magazines, it said in a statement. Well, it didn't give her the hook, did it? No, I it don't didn't think he, so. Disney Channel didn't fire her. No. I'm, I'm glad they didn't include the picture with the story, because I don't want to look at the picture of a 15-year-old girl naked under a blanket. Um, I'm good. I'm good with all that. Why don't you leave that up to uh, Jared Fogle, or whatever his name is. is that his name, Jared Fogle? Yeah, yes. the subway guy, yeah. I don't know if I'd call him the subway guy. Well, the uh, old subway guy. They're closing 2,000 yeah. stores, so uh, I don't think it helped Are they them. really? Yeah. Uh. Well, they've got 26000 Well, wow, okay. Yeah, Let's just call them somebody's
3: here. bitch in jail. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Um, I mean, the problem they have is that the people cite the number one reason. I mean, Andy, you still go to Subway, don't you? Yeah. I haven't been to a Subway in years and years and years. I'm not a sub kind of guy. I never was a sub kind of guy in the first place. It's like lunch meat on a loaf of bread. Ugh. Right? Yeah.
5: Well, I mean, you just don't
1: get a crappy one. Well, if I, whenever I did get a sub, whether it be, you know, Jersey Mike's or Subway or Witch Witch or Be Witched or, you know, Mammy's a Witch or whatever it is, <laughs> Yo, Mammy, I usually get uh, the tuna salad. That's pretty good. I just, but, but people are stating the reason that they don't go to Subway anymore is because they don't want to eat lunch meat. That's what they say that all the kids and the dudes are saying. <laughs> <laughs> that the people that are your age, the three of you down table here, it's your fault. That Subway's closing 2,000 stores. I still go to Subway every once in a while.
4: It's what do you bad. get? Usually I get the uh, chicken, so sweet onion, chicken teriyaki. So That's good. Yeah.
1: Hey, should I give it but a whirl?
4: You can give it a whirl. I'll put a little banana
1: peppers on there. Yeah, it's good.
4: But I wouldn't go there, yeah, like you said, to go get like, their
5: lunch meat.
1: Okay, I have a on question. A loaf of bread. Yeah, see, lunch me on a loaf of bread, you're not going to do that.
5: Yeah, it just sounds like they don't know how to get a decent sandwich, so they're mad at Subway.
1: Well, that's a possibility. Yeah, if you don't know how to get the right sandwich, then it's your fault. Um, question for Tevin If you could get drafted in the NFL, would you cut off your left hand? No. I wouldn't either. No. And I would go the, uh, the Ash versus Evil route and get an attachment thing. So I could put, like, a chainsaw on this right. arm or <laughs> get put, like, hook. a hook. <laughs> yeah. You know, something, get one of those grabbers, yeah, and make it, tackles with that. And that's a good story, though. Him that's a great Being able story. to make it to
4: the NFL with a no. With, with one hand. hand.
1: And they said, by the way, in the story that uh, no, uh, Shaquille's already playing with the Seahawks, his brother. And yeah. now Shaquille has been drafted in the fifth round by the Seahawks as well. Pete Carroll called him. We had the Pete Carroll mm-hmm. on the on the show, uh, his call on the show. This kid was born apparently a cord wrapped around his left hand and cut off blood flow to his hand, so he was born with two very short fingers on the on his left arm, and then they caught him trying to cut them off himself to get rid of them. So they they said we just need to get this thing you know surgically taken care oh. of, but apparently he is he he ran the fastest time in the history. Of the combine, but that's cheating because he probably weighs like two pounds less because he doesn't have a left hand. A (laughs) cheater. Wait, he didn't run. He ran the for his position. You mean? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, but yeah, wouldn't cornerbacks, wouldn't defensive backs, and wide receivers be the fastest anyway? Well, no. Well, I guess I don't know what's forty time he ran, but four three, I think.
4: Oh, that's yeah, that's probably right down there then. Because yeah, like Chris Johnson, I want to say ran like a four two eight. Oh, man. Back in his day. <clears throat> that's moving. That's that's fast. Well, you
3: yeah, remember the that's... guy a couple of years ago who would have won a million dollars from Adidas, but he was not wearing Adidas.
1: That's right. What an idiot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what You're a moron. A kid,
1: one job. Show up, work out, and wear <laughs> the right brand. Does it, I mean, as far as these 40 times are concerned, 428, four, or whatever, does it bother you that white people are so much faster? <laughs> I am like, when can a black person
4: be at the top of the, the top athletic of the
1: food chain? Uh... I wonder if I wonder if you looked at the top one hundred fastest forty times if there'd be one honky in the whole bunch. Probably not. Trying to the fast white person to
4: run a forty in the NFL draft recently.
1: McCafferty. I, yeah,
4: McCaff, McCafferty McCaffrey from Stanford, he probably yep. is up there. Or what'd he run? He's probably like four fours, yeah. four three. Well, and, if he ran a four three, that's yeah. moving, man. Yeah, I he, would th-
3: say yeah, four four for sure.
4: He but uh, yeah, there's not a lot of as you say honkies that are <laughs> Out
1: you go with that from now on <laughs> yeah. don't you I used you now in the street you go oh, honky cut me off and then,
4: and, then, yeah, and then when somebody yells at me like you can't say that I'm like no no no, no I'm friends with Tom he he That's said right. it's okay yeah. so
1: you can say honky all you want fine <laughs> yeah. with me um By the way, you know, and I know all the people on the far left that get all upset about this because they think they need to lord over, and that's what they're doing. They lord over black people by trying to tell black people what they need. I know. (laughs) No, it's true, though. It's absolutely true. On the way over here from my house in Golden Valley, downtown to the North Loop, not one, not two, not three, but four people cut out in front of me on Plymouth Avenue.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's you.
1: Yeah, it's me. You're the the only
0: common denominator. That's exactly
1: it. (laughs) The Seattle Seahawks used their fifth-round draft pick on uh, Saturday to draft one Shaquem Griffin and made a little history. The University of Central Florida linebacker has no left hand. Reports people having had it amputated as a child due to chronic pain. I couldn't breathe, Griffin said. I didn't know what to say. I was trying to get the words out, but I couldn't talk. Griffin earned his place in the big leagues by helping UCF to an undefeated season. The AP reports he blew through the NFL combine with a 4-3-8. Woo, is he moving. A 4-3-8 in the 40. Sensational lifting work with his prosthetic and a can-do attitude. The story even gets a little sweeter because Griffin joins another Griffin on the Seahawks, twin brother Shaquille, who last year was drafted out of UCF. So he's playing with his brother. He ran a 4-3-8. Whoa, that's moving.
4: What can you run it in? Uh, I think my fastest 40 time was like a 4-5.
1: <coughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but now it's not that good. It might, be might not be no, Might no, not start with old. a 4 now? Mm,
1: oh, no. It should, it's nothing. It'll still start with a 4. Oh, it'll still right? start yeah. with a 4. Okay. I'm a natural athlete time. Well, that's true. You're just natural Mine would probably
0: be, what, 10, 15 minutes?
1: <laughs> 10, 15 <laughs> Cause minutes cause I, to run 40 limped, yards. Because yes. I
0: limped over
1: <laughs> Yeah. God, you know, I don't want to read this story, Andy, but I. I I predicted on the KQ Morning Show when it was discovered that Sean Hannity was part of a conglomerate that buys rental properties. There are like 90,000 of them or something like that. I said the only on reason. REIT.
0: He's on, in a REIT.
1: Yes, Yes. exactly. The only reason that they would report that in the news is if anybody ever gets evicted, they're going to blame him. Yep, What's the course. headline today? Sean Hannity under fire for evictions at Georgia Complex. <laughs> yep, <laughs> of course. You're so predictable now. Look, I'm not a big Sean Hannity fan. I'm not a Sean Hannity fan at all, as a matter of fact, except for Mike Lindell really likes him, says he's a good guy. I don't know Sean Hannity. I don't watch his show because I can't stand watching political shows. Uh, left or right. I can't watch him. I just can't do it. It's but very But it's so
0: difficult.
1: fun. You know who's horrible and horrendous oh, yeah. to and listen terrible? To
0: everybody complaining nonstop. Oh, God.
1: You know, I want to talk about that. Matter of fact, I want to get Andy and Mike and uh, Shaquille's uh, – isn't your real name Shaquille? It is, yep. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Tevin Shaquille Shaquim Pittman. That's mm. his whole name. Junior.
0: Could you, wear a button? could you wear a button so I could remember all those names, please? Thank you.
1: But in any case, so uh, I want to ask you your opinion on something that Mom and I watched the other night, and it's something we've been talking about on this show for quite some time, and you combine the two, and it gets rather scary. The pungent smell of rotten dur- durian fruit. Durian. Durian fruit. At an Australian university library, was mistaken for a gas leak, prompting an evacuation of the building. A specialist crews uh, wearing masks searched the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology University campus library
5: on Saturday, but all they found was rotting durian. What is durian? It's a fruit from, like, I think, Southeast Asia. It's well-known for smelling god-awful even when it's not rotten. Really? Yes. Well, why do people eat it? Because... Southeast Asians eat a lot of weird stuff. Do they give you durian farts? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, uh, Andy. Did I if miss you're something?
0: The... What? What, what, what? What kind of farts?
5: <laughs>
1: durian. Well, I was just reading the story. You were looking at your phone. You're a disaster.
0: Or was I out of They the look room? like a
4: lot of work to try and eat.
1: <laughs> Do they? Durian, yeah. It's like a cactus ball. The spiky, ball. yeah. It does look like a cactus ball. You're right. We'll be right back. I'll ask that question of the uh, group in here. Right up to this. Tom Bernard
0: I'm Brad Huckle, President of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say, the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital and equipment loan or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on?
1: Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back on the Tom Bernard Show, talking about Michelle uh, Wolf. What a pain in the ass she is! And it's not based on the uh, on the the uh, White House dinner. The
0: I don't even know who dinner. she is. Why would I know? You know, she. she
1: is. You've seen her. She's been on the show before. Yeah, we Our had show.
3: Her in studio. Yeah.
0: We her, have
1: her right there. <laughs> <laughs> you remember her, don't you?
0: uh what did she she's was a pain she in funny? the ass
1: no she was not funny she was a huge pain in the ass well that's
0: probably why i don't remember her
1: <laughs> well we only had her on because tevin said she was really good
0: but <laughs> <What? Tevin laughs> did
1: <laughs> <Show Wolf. laughs> he didn't promote my shell nope. wolf it was like three years ago yeah Uh-oh. we had her on three years ago and then she came in Sorry. and did the morning not show memorable. last year uh yeah
5: may 2015 and then she came back
1: Last year was on the morning show and was a huge pain in the ass. Well, how so?
0: What did she do? She just
1: really, really needy and self-involved and more me now. Like
0: Like Yeah,
5: female <laughs> version of me. She's my sister. <laughs> Mr.
0: Pittman. Oh
5: well, yeah, I decided to look it up. Your
0: sister and neediness.
5: Sean yep. um, Hannity raises evictions 400 percent. That stuff. Yeah. Well, it turns well, out that the previous owner already had the order to kick them out. Well, that's what I thought. So Sean Hannity didn't do well, anything. He if, just is getting the blame for yeah, it. Yeah, if yep. he's
0: invested in something like that, He's just invested. He doesn't yeah. do any screening no, of tenants yeah. or collecting rents. Right. He's not, he's not knock knocking on, doors. on the doors, saying your yeah. rent's late.
5: But now people are saying that he's, he's personally that. evicting, you know. He goes door to door. No, yeah.
0: that's not All happening. right,
5: people of color, get <laughs> out. Yeah. Types up the eviction notice and think. slides <laughs> it under the door.
0: Tapes the notice on the door, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, with. All my heart that he's not doing that. Any of that.
5: No. So let me ask you. It's ridiculous
0: that they would be making an issue about this. It's just stupid.
5: He'll never see that complex in person.
0: No. He probably doesn't even know where they are.
5: Yeah. If you gave him a lineup of houses, he couldn't
1: pick his out mm -hmm.
4: of
0: them. Yeah, lots of people have portfolios that they are invested in something called a REIT. It's real estate something something.
1: Investment team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Real estate investment team. Exactly. And they have no idea what where Mm-hmm. any of their properties are or investment
1: trust it could be investment yeah. team or trust one and
0: or that's exactly what it is i mean tons of people have that in their portfolio and they don't even know what's going on I mean, yeah so sean it could hannity. be something like that
1: <laughs> it's sean hannity you gotta get out get out right now because i'm horrible and mean no i actually predicted it, that they would blame him for evictions and they did Uh, It took all three days to blame him.
0: Well, you know know who's to blame for evictions? Hmm. The people that don't pay their rent. Yeah, don't pay your rent. (laughs) Those are the people who are to blame. I'm sorry.
1: Very true. It's
0: not the big old meanie landlord. It's It's the people that refuse to pay their rent.
1: Okay, so I have a question for everybody here except for Catherine because you watched it with me. You know how I've been talking about... uh, it's not enough on Twitter and Facebook to, to go after people and prove you're right, but you have to try to hurt them or harm mm-hmm. them in some way. is mm-hmm. one of the worst places on earth. Oh, Twitter's okay. horrendous. <laughs> and we were wondering, what, is, this, is this how people really are now that they have a voice and they can hide behind a fake name? Is this their real personality? Yes. Well, what's interesting is Mom and I were watching this special where we are babysitting Fonny the other night, And did you know that 370 million people are on either Ritalin or some form of opiate because of a psychiatric order?
5: 370 million people. Opiates are, I mean, not that big of a deal. Well, they are now because most of them are fentanyl. That's not true. Well, it's getting there. But anyway, so I have a question for
1: you. If you've been diagnosed... uh, with a disorder by a psychiatrist and they have prescribed uh, a pharmaceutical for you, what they were saying is, and I didn't know this. had you ever heard of this before? Maybe you guys have heard this before, of all those school shooters?
0: Yeah, this was a, that was an amazing stat.
1: Almost every one of them, and if not every one of them, was on some form of uh, a pharmaceutical due to a psychiatric condition or a diagnosed psychiatric condition. And the opinion of the special was that the drugs made it worse,
5: not better. Well, the, the special likes to fear monger like everyone no, else. No,
0: no, no. This was all statistics. No, it was it all was statistics the statistics were amazing. They actually had a hearing to um, get all those warnings about suicidal thoughts and tendencies when you take antidepressants and right. stuff. Right. Um, that 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 there that was an outcome that was a possible side effect that wasn't on any of those before and they had i i don't remember what the stat was on all of these people that were on it that like you know killed their kids and then killed themselves i mean it was, yeah, high. It, was it was so many that it, it was
1: in the millions
0: it was it was just tons it was in the
1: millions of people that either
5: killed their families and themselves or just killed themselves
0: it was it's nuts pretty different what? Mm. Killing
5: the families and themselves versus killing themselves, those are pretty different outcomes, I would say. Well, they are well, pretty I different mean, outcomes, yeah, but, but still. still. You don't take antidepressants unless you're depressed in the first place. So... You, you've been diagnosed as depressed. Kind yeah. of a self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: I feel, prophecy. Yeah, and I feel like can... now
5: the diagnosis is easier to come by. There no, you go.
0: Exactly. Because it's but like that, the medical marijuana But what the point and... was is that the, the people that were testifying for the drug companies were psychologists Psychiatrists. That were psychiatrists that were spokespeople for the drug companies.
1: Nine of them at a time, by the way.
0: I mean, yeah. how do you even do this? It's like, I'm sorry, you're out. There was you one guy you cannot testify. get yeah. out.
1: There was one guy that testified at a lot of these trials. He constantly testified. He was a spokesperson for nine separate pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. I mean, come on, how was that legal?
0: That should, that should not be allowed. I mean, it just shouldn't be.
1: It was cold because there was another guy. They asked him a question about how to, how to diagnose a psychological problem, and they put a clock over his head and they showed it spinning around and around as he kept going, Well, it, um, the thing is, I if think you. It was ADHD.
0: Um, he, was, he was trying to say yeah, I think what, it was, it what was the symptomology was of ADHD. Yeah. And he couldn't come, up, he couldn't with any come up, up with And he couldn't come up with
1: any answer at all. And <laughs> it's in about 12 minutes, <laughs> that's,
5: that's like
4: when uh, when I was younger my little brother he was in I think like intermediate school so he's like a wound up little kid like always never wanted to sit still and his yeah. teachers right. were like oh I think he has ADHD you should take him in to get checked It's like no, no 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 he's a like a little kid that's got a ton of energy oh, that wants Andy, to run around that's same why
0: thing. It, th- when Andy was in school they could actually force you to put your kid on Ritalin or else they could be kicked out of school this whatever this place was ch something know, they they was. they are the ones that made it so that you don't you're not forced to put your kids on medication anymore i mean yeah. they usually absolutely force you to put your kids on yeah. meds because if it was a kid that didn't want to sit down give him some ritalin he'll right. sit down because he's going to be a zombie
1: <laughs> the part right. that was really tough to watch though was when they had video of people in institutions who wouldn't respond they would beat them into submission. It was like,
0: whoa. Yeah, they were talking about a Ooh. lot of, I mean, that was like, we should find out what that was.
1: Yeah, we will. What's, I'll track it down.
0: What was Center for? Was C- Citizens
1: a- Concern? Some, for yeah. or something. It's like
0: some sort of a foundation. I mean, it, yeah, I, mean I, I wanted deal. to find out if any of the stuff that they said was true or if they had a different ax to grind. Because nowadays you never know. You never well, yeah, know I mean, who's actually telling the truth, but if it's actual numbers, the math doesn't lie. But you can manipulate, right. obviously, the numbers mm-hmm. that go into the equation. So it's all very like whatever. I, I, you can't believe anything until you research it yourself. I guess I don't even know.
5: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Just the another lesson. Commission on Human Rights might be.
0: Is it all about mental health? What is the marketing
5: of madness? Is yep, that what? That's what is them? that? What is that? Um them. It's the Church of Scientology.
1: What? That's so. not it,
5: then. <laughs> yes, it is. That's <laughs> no, not the same thing, then. Told ya. <laughs> oh, listen, Andy, told ya. Well, why would
0: this, I know
5: fear-mongering when I hear it.
0: Why would Scientology be interested in...
5: They do not like modern uh, psychiatry. They're right. very anti-psychiatry. So was it Scient... No, that wasn't the same thing. Yep. Wrong. Andy.
0: Were we suckered that. in by Scientologists? Well, I was
1: thinking of signing up today. Fart. 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 Did you ever hear that one, Devin? What was that? Craig Craig Schumacher, my friend. There used to be a Scientology deal right down on Hennepin Avenue (laughs) where the Pantages Theater is. I believe it was like upstairs and next door is Pantages. And so Schumacher thought just be a wise-ass, he'd go, because it said free personality inventory or whatever. They used to do a personality inventory on you to see how it would work. And so Shoe Bob went up there, and the guy said, Okay, I'm I'm about to say a word, and I don't want you to react to this word at all. Uh, so tell me when you're ready, and I'm going to say this word, but I don't want you to react at all. You need to show me self-control. Fart. 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 And, of course, Shoe Bob's does what you and I just did. He starts laughing like that. And the guy goes... Listen, you can't have any response to this word. You need to control yourself. They finally kicked him out of the office because he wouldn't stop laughing. It is, it's not even like laughing
4: at the word fart. It's no. laughing at a grown man looking yeah. you in your eyes and yeah. saying fart over <laughs> and over again. And thinking exactly. this is somehow
0: going to teach you about your, t- yeah. your personality. Like how am I
1: supposed to learn anything from
5: that? Just try and to they, tell that story to Kristen. She's, yeah. she's the worst. Well they,
1: well, they have
4: these things <laughs> that true. are
5: supposed to, like, the. it's called the E-meter. Mm-hmm. You hold the, these two things in your hands, and then the uh, resistance between them tells them, like, oh, uh, that's right. your yeah. reaction to certain stimuli. So it's like, you know, I guess that's one of the stimuli, and then they can find out if you're, you know, able to be, be thetanized.
1: Well, I tell you what, if it was the Church of Scientology, they sure as hell did a great job covering it up. I just
5: assume all documentaries are crap. Well, that's true. They all have, a, they all have an I angle. know. A
0: few years ago, maybe like eight years ago, somebody did a, do- a documentary, and it was like such a refreshing look at the truth. And now it's all like yeah. anybody yeah. can turn anything into a well, documentary. God
5: um, supersized me. It was mm-hmm. like 100% yeah. fraud. It was, yeah. people, yeah, yeah, it got real big.
1: It did. It got huge. It was completely fraudulent. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's the whole thing is, what are you going to do? Good evening. Here we are at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Like a porn star says when she's about to have sex with Trump, let's get this over with. Thus began Michelle Wolf's White House Correspondents Dinner monologue, one that Politico terms bruising and Reince Priebus calls an R-X-rated spectacle. That started poorly and ended up in the bottom of the canyon, while President Trump again skipped the political media spectacle. uh, Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders was at the head of the table to represent the White House. Wolf showed no mercy, saying, we are graced with Sarah's presence tonight. I have to say, I'm a little starstruck. I love you as Aunt Lydia in The Handmaid's Tale. I don't get that joke.
0: That's because you don't watch the
1: show. Why, is she homely or something?
0: She's... Not only she's unattractive, and always possible for a human to be unattractive. Mm. She's a horrible human being. Oh,
1: so so it's okay for her to look to appearance shame Sarah Huckabee.
0: That's not nice. Well, no. Yeah,
1: why would she do that? I thought you weren't supposed to do that. You're not all supposed it says to here, do that. I actually like. Uh, but you really can
0: like, do it when it's a Republican.
1: <laughs> I actually really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful, but she burns facts, and then she uses that ash to create a perfect smoky eye. What does smoky that mean?
0: That's makeup, how you apply your makeup.
5: What's the smoky eye? Smoky
0: eye is lots of eye shadow, eyeliner.
5: It's a cool new thing, right? Oh, now. it is, okay. Oh,
0: it's been cool. The Kardashians have been yeah. doing that for years and years and years.
1: Mr. President, I don't think uh, you're very rich. Like you might be rich in Idaho, but in New York, you're doing fine. I don't get it. Uh, What does any of his stuff even mean? I don't even get the joke. Apparently,
0: you have to watch every show in America to know what his references are.
1: It's 2018, and I'm a woman, so you cannot shut me up unless you have Michael Cohen wire me $130,000. Mike Pence is what happens when Anderson Cooper isn't gay. What? What the hell does this stuff even? I don't
0: even get these. This is is
1: less offensive and just bad. Yeah,
4: that's like that's bad. Try again. Yeah, that's
0: like City Pages bad.
1: (laughs) Oh, like when they say that Kevin's the funniest man in America now. (laughs) Kevin's a genius. Uh, Oh
3: God,
1: that's all I need. I mean, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. I just don't get it. It's not.
0: No, well, no that's a, I, mean, I know it's. There's so many writers That are like that It's like they just have All these obscure references And if you don't get it Then you're not smart Or right. something Yeah Yeah,
5: yeah they, uh, I think that's what it is Yeah, yeah It's just a exactly bunch of Exactly Nonsense is. Yes Well it's like Trump's not rich It's like what I mean He is rich That's just a fact Saying he's not rich Isn't comedy It's just denial Joe from St. Uh, from Lu- Joe from Louisville says she sounds like a, a blithering idiot to me. But
0: blithering,
1: blithering, you're a blithering idiot, you moron. The
0: worst kind of idiot.
1: What can you possibly do? So I don't know. I, I wouldn't be offended by any of that stuff. I, I don't. I don't think it's right. You you know, shaming some woman because you think she's homely. Unless no. unless of course they're it a drug not. addict, then you can shame them all you want. <laughs> Because they did it to themselves. I'm
0: glad you have your
1: standards. That's true. They did. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My Pillow is offering more than fifty percent off his four pack special, which includes two premium My Pillows and two Go Anywhere Pillows. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Jonathan Kane. How are you doing, Jonathan?
3: I'm good. Good. Very good.
1: Excellent. I, I do want to check with you uh, something with you because uh, I think I just want to make sure we get you uh, to your to your next interview on time. Because I yeah. And initially, they said your next interview is at at uh, at quarter two. Is that correct? Yes.
3: Yeah. Well, actually, I got to be down at uh, like at two o'clock, so I we got a little
1: time. Oh, we do. Okay. Well, I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure we kept you on time. Yeah. Jonathan Kane ladies and gentlemen journey keyboardist songwriter Jonathan Kane promoting his new book don't stop believing the man the band and the song that inspired generations it uh, is out tomorrow as a matter of fact you know uh, one thing I, I must say as we we go forward here um, wonderful wonderful band pretty much all iterations of the band I should mention by the way in 1976 Jonathan Kane released his first solo record Windy City Breakdown in 1979 he joined the band The Babies and in 1980 he joined the rock band Journey rounding out the songwriting genius behind the defining album Escape Kane's signature piano synth playing and songwriting contributions with Journey the Babies in bad English have earned him many billboard hits life is good in other words Jonathan
3: yeah there's a bumps in the road though you know there's a mess in the middle uh, <laughs> and so uh, that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book. I want everybody to know that we all face our our trial by fire, and you know we all uh, have to overcome. Uh, and you know, just that um, you're not who they say you are always. You know, you're not always who they say you are, and you know, you define yourself. And the Lord made us all, you know, uniquely unique, and that's what I found out about. I didn't believe them, you know, and they said, you know, you're not you're not cut out to do this. I didn't believe them. I, I refused to believe it. And I knew that they were wrong. So if there's any dreamers out there that are looking for a little inspiration, this book might be yours.
1: I have a question for you because you just mentioned the Lord. And the book closes with you, of course, uh, talking about your, your Christian faith. How long have you been, uh, were you raised in, in uh, a Christian yes. church?
3: Yes, I declared to my parents at seven years old I was going to be a priest. And um, uh, and then I was, you know, put in a pretty bad tragedy in 1958. Kind of scared me a little. Uh, the whole idea of, you know, the church and the politics and all that. that I want to be involved in all that, you know. And uh, so I chose music. My father put me on uh, a path of music and it really uh, was. You know, a good place for me, and he recognized it. And the other thing I hope is, when the dads read this book, that they would get inspired to, to put a fire in in their own children, and to, uh, you know, recognize the talents and gifts that they uh, that they are, they possess. You know,
1: yeah, the way my
3: father did with me, and he saw that music was my calling, and and he uh, was the vision keeper for my career.
1: Jonathan, why do you think some people said to you, "This is not going to happen for you; it won't work"? Why would people say that to you?
3: Mm-hmm. They they want to dim your light, you know. I mean, yeah. if you have if you have a desire that I had a crazy desire, and you're not fully formed yet, it seems far away to them. They look at you and go, "Well, judging on these songs, no, you're not ready." And judging on the way you know this is coming out, you're not you're not there yet you know um you know and the the, the the thing is it's a process you know and the lord has a design for each one of us and you know we're, we're sort of given a mission to accomplish or not to accomplish and i think in, in my case you know i had a great uh backer being my dad who believed that and prophesied over me like you know i mean a spiritual prophesy that you know there. will There'll be greatness coming your way. You just have to wait for your season, you know. And so there's that certain patience that we have to learn that, well, I, well, I'm not there yet, but I will find out why I'm not there yet. And I will work on my strengths, and I'll stay away from my weaknesses, you know. And and that's kind of the message in the book. I
1: think that's a wonderful message, actually. Jonathan, I, 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 I guess I'm not the most religious guy on earth, but I think... I was raised Roman Catholic first of all I went to Catholic school mm-hmm. the first 9 years of my life and loved going to Catholic school so I'm not I'm I'm not overly religious but I why do so many people I, you know I don't know what drag you into anything here just a quick uh, retort would be would be fine why did why is the Christian faith looked down upon by America all of a sudden where when did that happen and how did that happen do you
3: know um yeah, it's um, it, you know, it's it, there's two swords to it. There's there's two ways to look at it. You know, I think the the uh, some of the churches have gotten away from the teachings of Jesus Christ, and they have lived by their own laws. You know, and the, you know, so the the word of the Lord has gotten distorted uh, to a large degree, and when you know. Crazy preachers come out and say that, you know, things like, things like that, well, God created that hurricane to, to, uh, to yeah cleansing, yeah. and God made that earthquake happen to, that's his vengeance, you know, and right. all this, that scares people away. You know, God is not a criminal.
5: It's you know? <laughs> well, a good take.
3: <laughs> he's, he's not a criminal, and yet, and yet these guys will come up and say, well, that's the vengeance of the Lord, so thus saith the Lord. No, it's not. That's <laughs> yeah. not it. God is only good. God is only grace. And the only time you're going to feel God is when you get broken and you get so down in your life that you don't know which way is up. You will get a, a moment of grace visiting you and you will get an aha moment. I mean, I remember when I was, you know, devastated as a child over a tragedy that you get to read about in the book. Yep, I, yep. I, I lifted my eyes to the Lord and said, take me to my next place. I, I can't stay here, God. I can't, I can't stay in this sadness. I can't stay in this trauma, you know, and, and anybody that faces, you know, like, like Puerto Rico right now, God is lifting up Puerto Rico. You know, he is, he's helping. This is where, you know, God can really do what he does. And that's the love and the goodness that he can promote down there. And I know that our church is sending supplies and, and people down there to help them rebuild, uh, and our prayers are with all the people of Puerto Rico. And I know that God's doing something down there. So that's what we pray right now.
1: You know, here's my view and my take on the whole deal. Uh, people who use their religion to harm other people, I am totally against. But if if your religion makes you happy, why wouldn't people be happy for you? That's what exactly. I understand.
3: Well, we have some liberals in this country that have taken a hard line. You know, I don't know if yeah. you read about the Bible in California, and Jerry Brown's mission to um, forbid it being sold. Have you seen this yet? <laughs> no. Why, why is he oh, doing yeah. that? Because of the LBGTQ uh, movement oh, and the Bible. Yeah. You know, condemns homosexuality and all this stuff.
1: Right. Well,
3: well, first of all, first of all, it, 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 <laughs> lots of churches have gay people. Some churches will marry gays. Um, it, you know, God makes exceptions to everything, and. You know that's you know that's an exceptional situation, and um, you know the Old Testament is not the ways of Jesus. You know we've moved on from that. You know right, right. Um, uh, they, the laws are of the Old Testament, and Jesus came to tell us no. You know your sins are forgiven, and I will and I will sacrifice everything to make you whole again. So if you live by the Word of Christ and you walk in the, in Christ, the way I feel. That I choose to, um, that's not, that's not you know pertinent anymore. We we've gone beyond that. We don't pray to Moses, you know. <laughs> no, <that's, laughs> no. That's true. Uh, and all that stuff in the Old Testament is very important, and there's a lot of truth and wisdom in it. But it it is not applicable today when you have an exceptional God who makes exceptions.
1: I like your take on that, Jonathan. Like I said, it it just sounds to me like. Look, whether you're a you're a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim, whatever the situation is, whatever your religion, is, if you're not using it to harm other people and it makes you happy, right. I, I'm happy for you. That's a wonderful thing. It's a great. Well, thing.
3: Let, let, let's put it this way: the church is, you know, part of our civilization. It, yep. it, it was, it, you know, the world was founded on the Lord, and and, and uh, it was civilized, you know, by missionaries who. Um, who went forth, you know, with, with no fear and, and, and brought the gospel, you know, around the world. And that church must rise up again and, and help, you know, and help be what it's supposed to be. And I think that's what we're seeing now, is a there's a new movement, and it's, it's not religious movement, it's a spiritual movement. It's a move of God, it's a move of the Spirit, uh, of a Christ-like way of walking in your faith, you know, not judging not laying down more laws, you know, but just simply right. loving and lifting each other up. And, uh, you know, my prayers are that, you know, the church and the Christian community, the evangelicals, the Baptists, all of them, can help the state, you know, with these problems, with feeding the homeless and hungry, with prison reentry, um, you know, with... with with reform like that, I mean, to, to, to take some of these laws out of the books that says, well, we can feed you, but we can't pray for you. Oh, <laughs> well, really? Now, well, Oh, really? No. We're actually told that. You know, we can we Yeah. Well, uh, we, you know, first harvest can, you know, government can give the churches food, but they're not allowed to pray for the people. That's ridiculous.
1: It is ridiculous.
3: You know, and, and, and it's gone to, to these few liberal people like Jerry Brown and his ilk, you know. Uh, can actually say we're going to ban the Bible. Um, no, you know that's yeah. not going to. I like to see that get passed, and like to see what happens. You know, I know the House, the House of Representatives in California have have approved it, and it's now going to the you know the senators there. And I'm like, okay, guys, good luck with this.
1: So I like the fact that you're you're willing to talk openly about this. Most people are are afraid to talk about about their faith. And as I said, oh, well, I'm
3: telling you, I come to a point now where, you know, what where was I? I wasted a lot of time. You know, I, nah. and I, I being a priest, being wanted to be a priest, and and marrying a pastor is God's sense of humor. You know, like <laughs> okay, John, so you wanted to be a priest, so here's a preacher, marry a preacher. So I find myself in church. You know three, four days a week, uh, ministering, uh, you know, going to feed homeless and hungry people, uh, this, is, this is the good stuff in life. This is, you know, it when, is, when yeah. you've been blessed like I've been blessed, uh, you know, by, by the Lord Spirit, um, why not give the, re- give the rest of your life, uh, you know, and walk in the light of Christ? And that's, that's what I really, you know, it's never too late to return. I started there. I'm going to end there. So, full circle, I come around.
1: And I'm going to read your book to make sure. And I I already, you and I talked about this already. I'm going to read your book because I want to find out why Steve Perry left the band. That's it. And I appreciate your time.
3: Jonathan, I appreciate your time
1: today. Jonathan Kane, ladies and gentlemen, the book's called Don't Stop Believing, The Man, The Band, and The Song That Inspired Generations. It is out tomorrow. Jonathan, thank you for all your time today. You've been very generous.
3: Thank you. Thank you. And good luck with your show. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Bye,
1: Jonathan King. Yeah, see, I see. I don't. I don't have any problem with any religion. It doesn't matter what your religion is, as long as you don't use it to harm other people. You know, this. Well, you can't do this. You can't do that. And GLBTQ and you. Uh,
5: well, California is becoming a joke in and of itself. It is. I mean, but like even should... liberals think California is ridiculous. Well, at it this It is point.
1: ridiculous at this point. First of all, if you ban the Bible, Jerry, I got some bad news for you all of the stuff that you're talking about is in the old testament so basically you're yeah. going to piss off every jew in the state
5: well the th- what it is <laughs> no, what he's talking about is this a bill that prohibits the sale of materials that like speak ill of homosexuality right um and there of course there are verses in the old testament that do so but
1: that was theoretically,
5: for what? they could use that to uh, prohibit yes. sale of the Bible. But I have a question. I for think they would be morons to do so, but they could. How many millennia ago was that written? Uh, a couple, two, three thousand years ago. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I think how, again, the Old
5: Testament, for the most part, is from like like uh, 100, 200 BC ish area. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so basically, it's been a while.
1: Jews follow the Old Testament. Catholics follow the Old and the New Testament, and Protestants follow just the New Testament. I think so. So basically, what he's going to do is piss off all the Jews and the Catholics. I agree with you. It's 2,200, 2,300 years ago that that was written. I don't agree with it. I don't think you should use religion to harm people in any way, shape, or form. I understand what you're doing, but I don't know, man. I think people are intelligent enough to get beyond that. I, I hope they are. And if they're not, maybe kick them out of California. There you yeah. go. We'll be back, Tom Bernard